to the sixth episode of the AMM Dividend Growth Podcast. I'm Glenn Bush, a Portfolio Manager at American Money Management and the Lead Portfolio Manager for the AMM Dividend Growth Strategy. Uh, back in episode three, I dove into our position in Charles Schwab. Uh, this episode is an update episode because a couple things have happened in Schwab's world after we published that episode. One is a new risk, and the other event made some big headlines recently, and that caused some big stock moves in the discount broker world. Now, for show notes, all the links mentioned in this episode, and for a transcript, head to www.amminvest.com slash episode six. That's A for Alpha, M for Mike, M for Mike, I-N-V-E-S-T dot com slash episode six. And as always, before we get into this episode, we have to do the disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Glenn Bush and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of American Money Management, LLC an SEC-registered investment advisor who serves as a portfolio manager to private accounts as well as to a mutual fund. Clients of AMM, Mr. Bush, employees of AMM, and the mutual fund AMM manages may buy or sell investments mentioned here without prior notice. This podcast should not be considered investment advice and is for educational purposes only. The opinions expressed do not constitute a recommendation to buy or sell securities, Investing involves risk, and you should consult your own investment advisor, attorney, or accountant before investing in anything. Now, if you remember from episode three, or from the 40th issue of the AMM Dividend Letter, uh, there's a link in the description to sign up, Schwab's main focus is asset growth. Because Schwab generates the bulk of its revenue, around 57%, from the interest it earns on customers' cash that sweeps onto its balance sheet, Schwab pays very little on the cash balances in customers' accounts. For fiscal 2018, Schwab's cost of funds, what it pays to use customers' cash, was 0.27%. For comparison, in 2018, J.P. Morgan's cost of funds was 0.58%. Cash in Schwab accounts is viewed as strategic cash. Instead of shopping around for the highest interest rates, Schwab customers are willing to earn less on their cash for the immediate availability of the cash to invest in the next opportunity. But Schwab wants to open new accounts and it wants to grow its asset base. Competitors can use Schwab's low cash interest against them. Wealthfront just launched a high-yield cash account, and even though Wealthfront is not a bank, its cash accounts have FDIC insurance up to $1 million. The cash account started with an annual yield of 2.32%, and Wealthfront's latest ADV filed back in August stated total assets of about $11 billion. Now, a few months later, Wealthfront has over $20 billion in assets. In an article by Investment News, $8 billion of the new assets came from its high-yield cash account. And it's a fair bet to say some of these new cash accounts will eventually open up Wealthfront Investment Advisor accounts. Wealthfront is not a bank, so it's paying this higher yield through its operations. Now, they're a private company, so we don't know how sustainable these rates are in regards to their operational costs. But I'm sure the company views the high-yield cash account as a customer acquisition cost, and the cost fits in with their estimate for the lifetime value of a new client. These higher-yielding cash accounts are a threat to Schwab's new account and asset growth. That $8 billion at Wealthfront is $8 billion that Schwab doesn't have. It is also a threat to Schwab's profitability. If Schwab needs to offer higher interest rates to regain new account growth, it will have to sacrifice some net interest margin to do so. Now, you couple that with the Fed cutting rates and the yields on two-year treasuries coming down, and Schwab's net interest margin falls further. Fidelity responded with their own high-yield cash account for new retail accounts, And so far, Schwab hasn't responded with its own higher cash account interest rates. But we'll see if they do. Now, the second event was Schwab's announcement that commissions on all U.S. listed stocks and ETFs will drop to zero. 
Option commissions are also zero, but Schwab will still charge 65 cents per contract. Schwab was down 10 plus percent on the news, and the other discount brokers like TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, and Interactive Brokers were down just as much, if not more. If Schwab's primary revenue source was commissions, this is huge news. But as I pointed out in the 40th issue of the dividend letter, the bulk of Schwab's revenue, around 57% again, comes from the interest it earns on customers' cash. Trading revenue is about 8% of Schwab's revenue. Now you compare that to TD Ameritrade with around 30% of its revenue coming from trading revenue during the last quarter. Schwab's trading revenue will not go completely to zero. It will still make money selling its order flow to UBS and collecting fees from other asset managers that want their mutual funds, ETS, alternative investments on Schwab's platform. The thing is, people notice commissions. Right or wrong, it is the easiest way to compare brokers. Matt Levine puts it perfectly in his Money Stuff newsletter. Quote, People are nonetheless going to choose brokers based on commission rates, so yours might as well be as low as possible. And then you make your money on the sweep accounts. You give people a good deal on the salient headline thing, and you make your profits where they aren't looking. This is obvious stuff. Unquote. Schwab is giving current customers and potential new customers a big discount on the primary metric they use to compare brokers. Again, Schwab is doing this to protect and foster more asset growth. They will make far more money on cash sweeps and any investments made into its ETFs and mutual funds. Now, Schwab also offers some of the cheapest index funds to attract more client assets into its investment products too. Zero commissions also helps with independent RIA growth. The RIAs and financial advisors want to tell their clients that they are using the lowest cost, but also the best tools for their account. Schwab offers one of the best RIA custodial platforms and now also offers the lowest commission rates. While RIA managed accounts tend to have lower cash balances than retail accounts, RIAs tend to leave at least 1-2% of client accounts in straight cash that Schwab can sweep onto their balance sheet to invest. RIAs will also use Schwab's index ETFs because they are some of the lowest cost ETFs out there. Schwab will take an immediate hit to its earnings with the 0% commissions, but it is playing the long game. Schwab is better positioned right now than its competitors for two big secular trends, the rise of ETFs and the growth of the independent RIA and financial advisors. Schwab is also better positioned than its primary competitors to recoup the lost revenue through other means. This move may lead to further consolidation, which will place Schwab in the driver's seat. The 0% commissions may also lead to further industry changes like charging a basis point fee on all RIA assets rather than depending on net interest. Maybe Schwab charges like 20 basis points per RIA accounts. Schwab earns right now about 18 to 20 basis points on RIA custodial assets, and their expenses are running around 9 to 10 basis points. But that whole topic is a, is a topic for another day. So as we stand right now, we don't see this new 0% commission rate being a long-term net negative for Schwab. We think it keeps them in the leadership position for RIA growth and for maintaining its current asset growth and its current account growth. But like all our positions, we continue to monitor it. And if things change, we can always change our opinion and move out of the position. Right now, Schwab is still a core holding within the AMM dividend growth strategy. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. And please subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. There's also a link in the description to sign up for the AMM dividend letter. And I've been compiling all our past dividend letters into small self-published books. And there are links in the description to buy the first three volumes too. Until next time.